The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 16th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. For this reason, I said he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from our awesome God and Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. I don't know about you, but I get that terrible and stinking feeling in my stomach anytime someone utters the sentence, hey, pastor, we need to talk. And if you've ever had that experience, or there's the other one, I have something I need to tell you later. Oh, oh, and you know what the knife in that sentence is? The later. Because you know what happens between now and later? Nothing good. In my brain, I sit there and I roll through every single possible terrible thing that could happen. And I always start with, oh no, someone has died or someone is dying. And if not that, then I begin to convince myself, nope, they're moving to another area and I'm never going to see them again. And then after that, then of course, because we're self-centered, I think, oh no, what did I do? How, how did I disappoint? Or what could I have done better? I mean, this is what we do in our minds. At least this is what I do in, in my anxious mind. And it is not a fun place to exist. In fact, what I come to realize is oftentimes I spend more time agonizing over what I think is going to be told than actually having the conversation where I'm told itself. And The reason I bring this up is because as I read our gospel today, I couldn't help but feel really, really bad for our disciples. As Jesus looks at them lovingly and says, I have so many things I still need to say to you, but you can't bear them now. Oh, come on, man. Just tell us, what is it? And you know what's crazy? is that this selection out of John today actually comes out of the midst of Jesus' larger farewell discourse. And that also means that Jesus has already told them that he is going to die, which then makes me wonder how those disciples must have felt. What could be more unbearable than that is what must have been running through at least a few of their anxious minds. What could be more unbearable than the thought of our friend, our teacher, our Savior dying as you've told us you will? But Jesus knows. Jesus knows that the difficult part, the unbearable part, isn't his death, but it's going to be what happens afterwards. Because Jesus knows that's when the true work starts for them. That's when they must commit themselves to walking the way. And the way, as it turns out, is difficult. Because loving the world as God loves it is nearly impossible then as it is now. Not only is this way difficult, 
But this way is going to be excessively dangerous, as some of these disciples themselves will find out as they too meet an untimely death because of their commitment to Christ. It is a complexity of relationships, both with God and with all that God created, that makes following this way so difficult that makes following this way so dangerous and perhaps why Jesus knows it is just unbearable to even begin to describe this to them. And I think one of the most unbearable things here where my anxiety comes up the most is in the midst of uncertainty. That's why my mind goes where it goes when someone says that to me because I'm uncertain where it's going to go. You see, if I knew where it was going to go, I I could brace myself. If I knew what they were going to say, I I could have myself ready to reply or to plead or to respond. But, But when you don't have that opportunity, it is unbearable. The truth of the matter is, we live in rather uncertain times. We live in uncertain times in our world. We live in uncertain times in the church. We live in uncertain times in our own individual lives. And I'll name just a few of those for you. Right? I'm uncertain at this point that when I send my kids to school, then I'm going to have them return home to me. What a terrible feeling that is as a parent to have to even conceive of that being a possibility in this world, but yet we know it's true. We see it happen. And it's that uncertainty that is so painstakingly difficult for me and my wife to say goodbye to our three boys each and every day. Which is why yesterday, my wife and kids went to the March for Our Lives. A movement that we've seen spring up in response to this violence in our schools and a movement that's not just localized where the violence occurs, but thankfully is occurring all over our country because we recognize that something needs to change and whose lives are at stake are those who don't have any power in the system. So it's up to us, the responsible adults, to be responsible on their behalf. But it's not just that. I think about their kids. I think about my grandkids. Are they going to have an inhabitable world to live in in a generation or two? Or will the ravages that we've caused to this world and the climate change that has ensued make this world impossible to live in, food impossible to grow, clean water impossible to obtain, safe spaces to live impossible to find? See, I'm uncertain. So my mind runs away with these things. We're living in this uncertain time in the midst of COVID is, guess what? It's raging again. Here we go. This seems to happen on a cycle that is endless. And then, my favorite game now is whenever things sort of subside, is reading those church articles, the post-COVID church, like we've arrived. Yeah, no, we haven't. But maybe one day when I'm fully gray, we will. You know, it's, it's just crazy, but we are in this uncertain time, uncertain how to even pursue public gatherings, right? 
Should I wear a mask or should I not? Should I go and get that vaccine or should I not? Should I be here? Should I stay home? There are uncertain times and we're all doing the best that we can. The truth of it is, we're living in uncertain times, though, as a church. And it's not COVID-related. It's part of an institution that still is struggling with the realities of race and racism. And it's playing out right before our eyes. A bishop in the Sierra Pacific Synod of our very church was just removed from their office for actions that were deemed abusive and downright racist towards certain people in their synod. We live in a church that likes to think that we have all the answers, that we wear rainbow stoles and shoes, and so we've solved all the world's problems. But the truth of the matter is, we haven't. The truth of the matter is, the church is in the midst of repenting, of seeking forgiveness from communities that we've marginalized, not just once, but since our very inception and even beyond that. But here, dear people, in the midst of these uncertainties, today we are provided the certainty of the presence of the Holy Spirit and with it the presence of Jesus Christ, the living God. And even saying that sentence, even saying that sentence reminds me of the power therein of the Holy Trinity. But the truth of the matter is, the Holy Trinity is not about solving that three-in-one and one-in-three nature of God, but instead, instead, it's about recognizing that the very nature of God is relational. That we are in relationship with God, and God is in relationship with God's own self, and that this God is particularly present in our lives when we are living in the midst of life's uncertainties. And so today, I'm not going to explain to you an ancient mystery. I mean, I could, certainly. I humbly say that, of course. But, but instead, I think today what dawns on me as I come here with uncertainties is certainly, clearly, I'm here in the midst of great internal anxiety is the fact that we have a God who's expressed in so many varied ways. And because of that, we have a God who we can pray to in a variety of ways. We can pray to God, our creator. God, our creator, who might be, for some of us, a, a father, for some of us, a mother, maybe other of us, uh, an aunt or, or a parent or a grandparent. It doesn't matter what name you use. What matters is that we are all uniquely and perfectly made in the image of that divine creator. We pray sometimes to Christ who is our sustainer, who suffers alone so that we don't have to be alone in our suffering. And I find great comfort in that. We can pray to God who is indeed our sustainer, a fiery spirit, an advocate, a guide, a comforter who sits with us and comforts us in the midst of our uncertainties. A spirit who I invoke before a meeting I'm uncertain is going to be less than two hours long. Right In the midst of life's 
uncertainties. It's nice to know that we have a spirit who blows through and who is a presence who, if nothing else, dwells with us, doesn't give us answers, doesn't necessarily solve our problems, but dwells with us in the midst of it all. Because you see, I am an anxious person, an anxious person who at all times wants to explain everything, wants to know everything, wants an answer for everything at all times. But the mystery of the Trinity provides none of those things. And yet at the same time, the persons of the Trinity provide exactly those things. An answer to what we need in our life. Truth when we don't have any. And comfort and clarity in the midst of uncertainty. Because you see, we are in relationship with a God who loves us just the way we are. And it's a type of love that, according to Paul, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. So in this season of anxiety, in this season of uncertainty, I pray that you find hope and comfort, and endurance in all things because of the God who made all things is here with us. That same God is the God who made you just the way you are, perfect in your imperfections, loving you even when you're unlovable. So thanks be to God and Trinity for being that, that which we need now. Amen.